Hi everyone and welcome to The Psalm Seed. This is a branch of the Women's Fellowship in Manchester called The Seed. We aim to uproot lies and plant the truth through conversation. We have a sister fellowship in London. You can find out more information about this on www.lovelimitless.com. So let's begin. I don't, I, don't, I don't need to be, you know, doing the most anymore, but I'm just like, it's come to the point where I realize that we will always need God and you will need God as desperately in our good times as we do in our bad times. Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode. I hope you are all doing well. I hope the sun is out wherever you are. It most likely isn't out in Manchester, but that's okay. Um, today I am joined by two lovely ladies and they are going to introduce themselves. In the right order. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> it's Ifa here. Shelly here. And I'm Faith. Um, yeah, I realised I didn't introduce myself. <laughs> but um, thank you so much for joining us. And I hope this topic and the discussion we're about to um, embark on will really just be edifying and you're able to just take away something from this. So today's question is, it's not hard in my life right now. Do I still need God? So mm. ladies, what do you think about this question? <laughs> Girl, it's a good question. <laughs> the thing is, oh, it's, it's so because if we've not said it with our mouths, we've thought it in our hearts. That's, yeah. that's just life. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. And I do remember, I do remember feeling this like strongly, like you know what, times are good. Like I don't, I don't, I don't need to be, you know, doing the most anymore. But I'm just like, it's come to the point where I realize that. We will always need God and you will need God as desperately in our good times as we do in our bad times. Mm-hmm. And so regardless of whether, you know, you're in you're in good times or whether you're in hard times, we do need God. Um, especially in the world that we live in, like the world that we live in, it is made to kind of cater to our flesh. It's made to draw us away from God. Yeah. And if you're not actively seeking God, if you're not actively chasing him, you will have something else that will take your attention and take your place, um, you know, take his place. And one thing that is so true is that the enemy, he is always seeking opportunities to attack us, to destroy us. And so in these moments where you become complacent, you know, you get to that point of self-dependency. It's just like, oh, I don't need God in these moments. And then that the enemy finds that, finds that moment he's just like okay I can attack them now because they haven't been building themselves up in God and so it's easy for me to tear them down because they don't have they don't have their rock um with the like constantly with them they're not at that Mm. place where they where they just kind of rely on him every second of every day they're they're getting to that place of okay you know what I'm not I'm not God dependent anymore I'm Mm self-dependent and so even if it's good yes you definitely need God no matter, no matter the circumstance. Yeah. yeah. I, I love that. Like, we're always going to need him in the good and the bad. And, you know, I'm reminded of um, something that Timothy Keller says, um, or he didn't, doesn't say it all the time, but it was in the sermon. And, you know, if someone asked me this question, I would ask them a question. I would say, who is God to you? You know? Yeah. And that would really um, show what you do with who he is to you. 
For example, if God is an impersonal object to you, if he is just another pen, if he's just a vase to you, you're going to do with him like you do with every impersonal object. Do you know what I mean? You will use it and disregard it when you're finished, you know. It would only serve your purposes. It would not be, um, like, do you know what I mean? Like, if you don't need it, you would not speak to it. If you don't need it, you would not use it. Do you know what I mean? And even saying that word, use it, to like, God is a thing. He's a person to be known, you know. And when we we come to realise that, you know, God is not just to be used. God is not just to be just to be um, something you just stick on the shelf when you are, or even put on your neck when you're going through really hard times, but he's a person to be known. And we relate to personal people. You become a deist when you believe that, obviously there is a God and you, you pray to him and all that kind of stuff. And you go to church, you do all the regularities, you do all the things that's required of you, but you don't, you don't think he can be known. You don't think he can intervene. You don't think he can mm. be present in your circumstance. And that's not Christianity. Mm-hmm. We know of a God that is alive, exists, but we also know of a God that came to dwell amongst men to have relationship and to be personal. Mm-hmm. He made himself personal to us. So when we say statements like that, we have missed the dividing line or we have missed the essence of Christianity. Not just a God that is up on high, but a God that also dwelt amongst man that wanted to be known, you know, and wanted the people to himself. And I think that's so key. Um, in even thinking, where's this question coming from? Who do I believe God is? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely, definitely agree with that. Um, I think, yeah, I would bombard this person with so many questions as well. I'll just be like, what is a hard life? Um, what do you mean by my life is not hard? Um, I would say, what is, where is your treasure, you know? Um, because in Matthew 6.21, we see, it says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. Mm-hmm. Um, so where is your treasure? And for me, it just sounds very much like, um, yeah, like they've just had a legalistic view of Christianity. Um, and they've not really understood the relationship aspect of it. Because it's literally like saying, um, I don't need my friends anymore because my life is good. You know, are you just going to walk away from everyone because your life is good? Mm. Um, Because you can't just walk away from a person that you know intimately. You can't just say, oh, because my life is great, I don't need you anymore. Um, Is it? And another thing as well, is it not in the good times that we're supposed to build shelter for the storm? Um, Mm -hmm. So I really like what you said, Shelly, about the rock. And I think, is it Matthew 7? Where it talks about... um, the builders, the two builders, one that builds his house on the rock, one that builds his house on sand. Um, do you do you build shelter in the storm? Do you do you protect yourself? Do you start to build and start to develop these things when you see that oh the weather is really bad? Let me start preparing for bad weather. No, mm-hmm. you're already in the bad weather. You prepare for bad weather before it even hits you. Um, so I think to be honest, when when things are cleared need God the most because you need to start preparing you need to start really just diving deeper in the word and really searching him more um so how would you then advise a person like this to I guess have that mindset shift or how do you think they can achieve that yeah I think you know as you said the word of God like 100% and we need to 
renew our minds with the word of God. If you've heard this before, I'm glad you're hearing it again. Renew your mind with the word of God because when we have, you know, thoughts like that that are not necessarily God glorifying, we need to recognize there is there is um a screw in the way that we have thought beforehand. Do you know what I mean? When you read scriptures like Second Peter one three, and we know that, you know, so not even Second Peter, second yeah, Second Peter one three, you know, his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness, and that includes life in the hard quote-unquote and in the easy quote-unquote you know mm-hmm. but you feel like everything is sailing and you're getting everything that you want which is easy and when you feel like everything is hard and you have to press a bit further and you're really striving for but nothing's really working the scripture is enough for both of those areas and I think um something that I would say to that person is recognize what is in your hand recognize the scripture that is in your hand that it's not just for um you know, when you sing a hallelujah, but it's also for the good times as well. So, yeah, I'd say that. Shelly? Um, I think they um, they need to like revamp their relationship with God. <laughs> That's probably not the word I wanted to use, but what I mean is um, develop that relationship with God where your circumstances... Um, no matter what happens, God is still at the forefront of your mind. And mm. so you just want to be with God. You just want to um, do life with God, regardless of what's happening around you. So even if it is good, you're just like, oh, whether it's good or not, I just want to do life with God. When it's bad, I want to do life with God. Like yeah. get to that, um, um, develop um, that relationship with God. So um, pray to him, worship him, um, dig deep into your word as this has said um and you know just develop that relationship so that you are at that point where god isn't something like if i said he isn't a thing that you pick up and grab he is everything he is something that you cannot be separated from like like strive towards that relationship with him so that it's not something that you know is disposable because right now it's they're making god disposable like okay I don't I don't need you at this moment. Something that, you know, you can pick up and put down, which is not how we should see our relationship with God. Like mm-hmm. God is that God is that part that God is basically our breath. We shouldn't be able to like we aren't able to live without him. Like the very breath we breathe um is a gift yeah. from God. Yeah. So the fact yeah. that she said, Do I still need God? Yes, you do. Every breath you take is a gift from God. Every step you take outside is by his grace. Like everything, every blessing you um, receive is from God. Every good gift um, is from God. It said that in James 1. I can't remember the specific verse, but it says every good gift is from God. So right now, the fact that you are experiencing um, a season of blessing and a good time, it is from God. So yes, you need him to even sustain that good time in your life right now. Yeah. So yeah, just for them to develop that relationship so that it's no longer a case of uh, how much I need him depends on my circumstances. My circumstances happen, I will forever need him. (laughs) It's more like it. Definitely, definitely agree with that. I love that you said that um, every good thing that you have is from God and even that you need God to sustain it. Um, and I know that there is there's this book that I've been reading um, by A.W. Tozer. And he says in the book that uh, 
Christ may be received without creating any special love for him in the soul of the receiver. The man is saved, but he is not hungry nor thirsty after God. And I think that is the problem in this case. It's that we kind of view God like just a genie, um, just a, a being that we go to when we are in trouble, when we need help. But we should thirst after him. We should long to know him more. We should long to really develop that relationship with him more. And I'm really reminded of in Luke where we see the verse about the rich young ruler who, you know, thought he was doing everything right and was like, you know, Jesus, like, yeah, I've been doing all of that. And God, Jesus is like, okay, sell all your belongings and follow me. And he was like, what? No. And then in contrast, we see the following um, chapter. We see, was it um, Zacharias? Yeah, we see Zacharias. And he had the total opposite, um, he had the total opposite response. He was like, I'm going to sell half of my things. I'm going to give to the poor and all the people that I, you know, stole from. I'm going to give back four times what I took. Um, and it's because he he saw the person of Jesus Christ. He saw Jesus Christ for who he really was. Whereas the rich young ruler just saw, oh, I just need to do things right. And then I'm okay. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I guess what what are our thoughts on that? Our thoughts on the rich young ruler? No, just about how people respond differently to Jesus Christ and Mm. what, like, and how, like, when we receive Christ, because it's the same Christ that we're claiming to receive, but how come we have these different responses? How come some people really truly see him for who he really is? Mm. And whereas other people really think, or it's something I can just pick up and put down whenever I want. Do you know what? I think the scripture that comes to mind, um, I believe it's in the Gospels, um, and Jesus says, you know, I did not come for those who knew they were well, but those who knew they were sick. Um, Because when you realise your sin, you'll know that you need a saviour. When you Mm -hmm. realise you are sick, you know that you need a healer. When you realise that you're thirsty, you're going to look for water, right? So I think there might be something in us that don't realise why we need him, you know? Beyond just yeah. for provision, beyond just for um, getting past life, you know, beyond for, beyond just for paying bills, we know that there is a lack in us, in our being, that needs God, that is beyond mm-hmm. the good and the bad in our lives. So I think when we realise that, and if you if you haven't yet, we know that yo, I am hungry. You go to you go for food. When you know these things, you go and seek it out. So perhaps mm. the problem is people just don't know that they are in sin and they don't know that, that. They, they don't know that they need a saviour. And I'm that's why people respond differently. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think I think that is what we see with the rich wrong and young ruler and Zacharias. I think he really saw that he was a sinner. Whereas the other one thought that he was a saint. He was like, I do these things, I obey the laws, I obey the commands. And mm-hmm even through that he wasn't able to do everything whereas the other one was like oh I'm a sinner I'm a tax collector I have stolen from people and now you are here to save me and I'm so grateful so I guess to the to the person that thinks that they have it all that their life is good he had it all his life was good he had the money he had all the accolades but he still recognized that he needed Jesus Christ because Mm -hmm. 
you wasn't perfect. All of that could not make you perfect. All of that cannot take away your sin and mm-hmm. all the mess that just comes with life. Mm-hmm. Um, Shelley, do you have anything you want to add? I completely agree with that. And I think, um, I think with people not recognizing their sin, I think a lot of times it has uh, much to do with what they, um, what they lived before encountering Christ. Um, and they are having trouble releasing it and letting go. So, um, for example, if you, if you grew up being taught a certain way or um, being taught certain things, there are several things that you might have to unlearn. Um, you might've grown um, up in a legalistic um, environment where they're just like rules, 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 and didn't focus much on the relationship. And so when you encounter Christ, um, it might be hard for them to let go of what they previously knew and fully accept all that Christ um, really is um, offering. So they're just like, oh, I want, I want this, I want this Christ that I'm seeing. I want, I, I want this relationship with God. But for for me, who's um, for people who've probably had like so much of that legalistic system ingrained in them, so much of those rules ingrained in them, letting go of it might be hard. So I think a lot of times it is a lot of unlearning and relearning that people have to do um, before they can finally just let go of. Um, what they knew beforehand and accept Christ fully um, and accept what he's offering to them fully. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's really good. I definitely agree. There's a lot of unlearning that needs to be done. And I guess um, people really need to be intentional about that. And the way you, the only way to even recognize that you need to unlearn is is to, like what if I said, search the scripture and also I think it's really, really important to know the God that you serve. Um, just saying that you love God and just saying that, yeah, I'm a Christian is really not enough. You need to know his character mm-hmm. and the person that he has shown you to be over and over again. Because when you truly know that person, you can't just walk away because your life is good. I think you will recognize that your life will never be good without mm-hmm. him. Um, and I definitely had to come to that realization in my life where I was like, wow, if I woke up tomorrow and I said, I'm no longer believed, what would I do? Where would I go? Who do I know? You know, I have nothing because Jesus Christ is all I have. He is it. Um, and I think it's really, really important to, to be able to, to get to that place or get to a place of recognizing his value and the role that he really plays in your mm-hmm. life. Um, but do you ladies have anything else you'd want to add for this person? Any advice? Any just next steps? Really? You know what? I would say that God is good um, all the time. But, you all know, the time. And we, we want our heart to see that even when we feel as though we don't need him. Quote unquote. Do you know what I mean? And we want our affection, mm. our joy for God to be in the abundance and in the lack and that starts with a decision and a commitment to seeing him correctly and seeing his ways for you yeah. correctly too. Amen. Exactly. Um, Thank you. I would, I would just quote um, James 5.13. If anyone among you suffering, let him pray. If anyone cheerful, let him sing praise. No matter the circumstance, um, live your life unto God. Um, he literally 
is everything and he fulfills every desire, every need, and we do need him in every moment of our life. I guess on that note, we'll just actually end with a little prayer. Um, I just pray that if you're listening to this and this is how you feel and you're not too sure how to go about it, um, I just pray that God will really show himself to you, that he will really put people around you that will help you through this um, situation and just to just have that mindset shift and to just thirst for God and to just want to know him more. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us, guys, and have a nice day. Bye. So this has been The Sound Seed. Thank you so much for listening. And remember to keep pursuing truth through conversation and community. See you on the next episode.